0: This is Bite Size History with the Saints. This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hey, everyone, it's Megan,
1: and it's Bradley.
0: So this week, it's that in between week that we all love. Uh, So we're going to be talking about what's coming up next. Not too much. I mean, we've kind of already hinted that we're moving on to the plains, but we're kind of going a little bit broader than that. Mostly because we like to focus on things that we've already done through other facets. 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 Specifically, <laughs> the Mississippi culture, um, with one of their main cities, was in was called Cahokia. Yep. In southern Illinois. Now, what you're not seeing is I'm just like look, well, looking at Brad the whole time.
1: You know, Illinois, Missouri, it, it was a large, large area. It's most notable for the mounds, especially one mound, you know, Monk's Mound. Uh, it's the largest earthen mound in the Western Hemisphere. And it is large you can actually get to the top of the mound and see the st louis arch from the top of it
0: we actually the first time we were there we went really early in the morning i say early in the morning it was like eight there was a guy who was running up and down the stairs for monk's mound like he had done easily 10 of those yeah. while we were there i was like you are a
1: beast sir i i honestly that guy he had to have some lung capacity on him because i sure didn't no no you had to stop like halfway up and uh take in the sights <laughs>
0: <laughs> like all i keep thinking is eventually someday we're gonna go to machu picchu and be like i'm done
1: <laughs> but yeah monks mound it, you know they farmed all sorts of stuff they farmed corn they farmed uh squash uh, beans you know a lot of different variety of stuff mainly corn it seems they you know, ate meat too, mostly fish, but occasionally they would uh, eat a little bit uh, different. Like some buffalo, for instance. Yeah, some bison.
0: Bison. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, that gives you kind of an idea in the realm of what kind of ingredients to expect this next weekend. Yeah. So we're feeling pretty
1: good about it. Some air. Some air. Yeah, we're gonna eat air. Al Costas. Uh, in Toronto, yeah.
0: <laughs> Existing Costas <us> in Toronto.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Mississippi culture, though, it stretched all the way from the Gulf of Mexico, clean up to the Great Lakes. They covered a lot of land and they had trade routes stretching all over the place. They traded with anybody that was willing to trade with them. You know, I mean, it's a hallmark of any civilization, really, is you need stuff that you can't produce yourself so you trade it with other people that can and they they traded
0: (laughs) we know from their site like at least from a lot of the evidence of the site that's there they had pottery and all the different things that we would expect from
1: you know an actual kind of settlement no pottery isn't really anything special spectacular when you get to that point it was something that just had you just kind of needed yeah Yeah. and it's kind of like today you know metal Mm. it's nothing truly special anymore it's something that everybody has some metal and you more than likely are using it to cook it's just metal you know we've found easier ways to mine it and more exploitative ways to sell it (laughs) and Mine it. More explorative ways to mine it, should I say. Yeah, for sure on that one. Yeah. But with this... But I'm not going on a one-man crusade in metal. I was
0: going to say, <laughs> this week,
1: Brad goes against... Uh, I go against big metal.
0: Precious metals mining.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there, there is the issue with precious metals mining. We should do a lot more recycling, especially, you know, technology-wise. Technology we should be recycling that to no, to no end. You get done with your device you should be turning it in for recycling because you know the mining for gold everything you know your your phone has gold in it not a lot but it has gold in it and the mining practices that come from you know having to extract more and more gold so that we can keep feeding the technological beast it's a uh, it's sad but we're not here to talk about mining We're here to talk about food.
0: Yes, we are very food-focused
1: this week. Well, we're food-focused every week. I mean, that's part of the reason we have a food blog.
0: And a food podcast.
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) But, no, the Mississippi culture, they're pre-colonization, so, you know, it still fits into that time period. And, you know, I'm going to talk about bison now. Because, you know, if you lived in North America, you grew up hearing stories of bison and they all over the place. They literally, from coast to coast, bison. And then through uh, unsustainable hunting practices and through just sheer, uh, I'm trying to think how to say this A jerk mentality. Jerk mentality. Uh, we managed to decimate their populations. And growing up in Kansas, you know, for some reason, we tend to only associate bison with the plains. But they were across the whole continent. And uh, in Kansas, you know, you drive to Fort Leavenworth. You drive to Fort Leavenworth, and you can actually see bison there.
0: As we've mentioned on previous podcasts. Yeah.
1: But... Bison was one of those things that in our lifetime literally went from being on the verge of extinction to coming back and thriving.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a push to have them kind of replace cows in certain areas in the United States for, like, grazing and such because they do produce a better fertilizer.
1: Well, I mean, the the plains especially – the ecosystem was developed on, you know, the backs of bison, the backs of bison's. Um, but yeah, like there in Kansas. There's a large push to get people that just own these huge swaths of land and they aren't doing anything with them to put bison onto the land. And we find that the bison actually tend to take and help mitigate erosion. They help mitigate fires Uh, because, you know, living in Kansas, you get used to the prairie fire season (laughs) and we do a bunch of controlled burns. But those only do so much,
0: especially because most of it could be solved if you just had an animal that was eating the prairie grass.
1: Yeah. So bison are kind of one of those success stories where we've actually put in a lot of time and effort. And now we can mm. eat bison again for the first time in a you know, hundred years or so. Well, first time guilt-free. <laughs> <laughs> i mean, granted the people that were probably, you know, eating bison, you know, what. Like, 50 years ago, I'd say 50 years ago, but they were still, they were extinct. They're going extinct then. Mm-hmm. You know, your grandparents probably, uh, when they were younger, ate bison and had no guilt about it. but Probably should a little bit though. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is when up until recently, we really didn't care too much about the ecosystem and there's still a large swaths of people that don't and they need to get on board. Because you know, just getting rid of one animal in the ecosystem can destroy the whole way it's set up. It's like people complaining about coyotes. You know, we killed their natural predator, the wolf, a uh, natural predator, enemy. You
0: know. Sometimes friend of me if you look online.
1: Yeah, it, but you know, we got rid of wolves, and now we're seeing a push to reintroduce wolves because. They are a lot less detrimental than the coyotes. But the coyotes keep, or the wolves kept the coyotes down, the coyotes keep the raccoons down, so on and so on and so on. And we complain about all these pests, but we've literally gone through and destroyed the ecosystem for our own benefit. And now we're realizing we desperately needed those creatures. And it's no different than with the bison. And it's like You know, growing up in Kansas, the antelope. I don't know. I don't think I've ever actually seen an antelope in the wild. No, I've seen them in like zoos. Yeah. But I
0: haven't seen a North American antelope ever.
1: No, not in the wild. Yeah. And that's going to be one of those things that, you know, white-tailed deer, they were here already. They, as we've covered before, they're the largest hoofed or they covered the largest population range for a hoofed creature because they stretch all the way down towards South America. But bison, you know, is uh, delicious meat. I'm glad that we are actually able to get it again. And, you know, maybe we'll look at the plains, but I think we're probably going to skip over the plains, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I think it's just continuing to move forward because... It's one of those kind of things of like we know we're going to come back to these places. It's not like after this, you know, speed run around the world we're done. Yeah. That's definitely not the case.
1: I think next time we, you know, take a lap around the world, we need to look at those places that we didn't have a chance to look at before. You know, the world's a huge place full of many different kinds of people, many different kinds of food. And yeah, we do see a lot of similarities between the foods. But a lot of times the way the foods are prepared are different. It's like one of the things we've been focusing on is everything being cooked fresh. But for most of human history, we didn't have that option. and I think that's something that we need to focus on when we go back around.
0: Yeah, definitely. We're going to be practicing some food dehydration methods this next year. Yeah. uh, Which I can imagine is going to go very well for me. I'm going to complain a lot. So just be prepared. (laughs) because I'm not somebody who likes, like, I grew up with a lot of canned foods, because my parents had a ridiculously large garden. Um, I hate, hate, like, canned tomatoes and things like that. Unless they're, like, mixed into something. They just look like smushed, gross red balls. So, yeah, no, um, (laughs) we're not. (laughs) We're going to get through it, though.
1: We will, and that's thing is the next, we already got ideas for what we're going to be doing for the next lap around the world. And I know it seems a little early to be talking about the next lap, but we're working our way through North America. We're going to hit Europe and Africa. Europe's not going to take terribly long. Um, Africa might take a little bit more because you know, large geographical location, but The next round is uh, I'm excited for what we're going to be doing the next round. Yeah,
0: I think we might take a really short break in between the two rounds just so we can get things prepped. And if we need to get like more supplies to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're still going to be doing the podcast. Yeah, we're still going to be updating the blog. We're going to be adding some random recipes to the blog. But yeah, no, definitely trying to see if we can't find some more of the exotic foods you know plants whatever that's gonna be a huge goal
0: yeah because i know that's been kind of our biggest hindrance is you know when we're trying to cook these things what are the options and i think also we're gonna take an audit of what we already did purchase over the last year and just kind of make sure that everything's in pretty little jars so we know (laughs) we can sort them by region because i am very very neurotic (laughs)
1: Yeah, Now I know this week seems kind of low energy, and I think it's probably because it is. It doesn't change the fact that you need to recycle your metals and, (laughs) you know, practice more sustainable farming methods.
0: (laughs) As always, Brad here with the two cents at the end.
1: It's more than two cents. This is our future. I know. Yeah, two cents. (laughs) This, This is what we need to do to make sure that we can... Continue to live on this planet that we love oh so much, but apparently don't show much love, to.
0: I was always told in my life that I should marry a hippie, and then I did. What a life.
1: What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't think I do. Yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, though. Take and uh, go relax. Eat some breakfast. Cry a little bit. Yeah. Eat some breakfast and cry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have some coffee. No, just me, not him.
1: Yeah, coffee is horrible. Remember, you, you drink coffee, you're helping kill the planet too. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, everything you do kills this planet.
0: I was going to say existing humans. Existing
1: humans kill like, this planet. It's like
0: the Captain Planet skit from a uh, uh, funnier die.
1: Yeah. I was I'm you know, I am just as much to blame for killing this planet as you are. Think he's going to judge me more for my coffee. Oh, yeah, because I don't, that's one less thing I do. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so I want to thank you guys all for tuning in.
0: Yeah, we'll see you next week.
1: Yeah.